The holidays are upon us, and while no student, teacher, or studio is alike, if there is one universal experience we will all have at some point in our teaching careers, it's having a student in front of us whose first request of the season is to be able to play Jingle Bells. So, if there's one thing I can gift to all my piano teaching colleagues this season, it's how to enable our students of any level to play Jingle Bells. When teaching students to play song requests, I remember learning an invaluable tip from Australian-based teacher and online influencer Tim Topham years ago. Oftentimes, students don't need to play the entire song to feel fulfilled. It's okay to just do a portion of a song, like the fun opening ditty or the part they love to sing. Even though he was talking specifically about pop tunes, the principle still stands here as well. Most of your students will be completely happy skipping over the whole dashing through the snow part and getting straight to the chorus of Jingle Bells. Plus, since we're talking about playing by ear, the verse poses a little bit more challenges. While the approach I'll be sharing today is mostly inspired by teaching tactics I've learned from studying Edwin E. Gordon's research on audiation and how we learn music, known as music learning theory, it also embraces and incorporates some rote-based teaching strategies. Before we continue with this chat, I'll be upfront with you. If you had told me even five to six years ago that I would someday do a podcast episode on playing by ear, I would have laughed hysterically. Playing by ear is something I was never really taught growing up, and even to this day, it does not come naturally and is something I have to continually work at. However, I think this is precisely while I'm just the person to talk to you about this. I'm coming to you as someone who doesn't just play by ear with ease. I've gone through the ringer trying to wrap an, my head around and understand what it means to hear music with understanding, not just for my students, but for myself as a musician. The goal is that after hearing the process applied to this specific tune, you can then, in turn, apply some of the same processes to your daily teaching, whether it's with pieces students are learning by ear or even just making applications to pieces that they're learning via notation. In all of this, just remember that this is one way of approaching playing by ear. It's okay to take what you want from it and see what works for you and just leave the rest. Curious to hear more? Stick around. Welcome to the Piano Pantry Podcast, where together we live life as independent music teachers. I'm your host, Amy Chaplin. In this space, we talk about all things teacher life related, from organizing our studios to getting dinner on the table and all that comes between. You'll get loads of easily actionable tips on organizing and managing your studio while balancing life and home. If you're really interested in the topic of playing by ear and are new around here, first of all, welcome. Second, when you've finished listening to this episode, consider hopping back to episode number 34, where I first shared this process applied to the tune Happy Birthday. While episode ratings will always fluctuate, that episode is currently the second highest rated and has been in the top five since it aired. I have a feeling the trend will continue. Okay, so to set us up, I recommend teaching this tune in either F or F-sharp major. Not only is it a comfortable singing range for most voices, but playing it in F-sharp puts the majority of the melody on all the black keys, with only one white key, 
the B on occasion. Younger children especially do well playing on the black keys as the key pattern is a little easier to see than the white keys. Today, I'll be singing it in F sharp major just to give you some context. Okay, so the first part I always like to approach is meter and rhythm. We'll start by singing the piece on a neutral syllable bum so that we can focus on the music and not necessarily the words. If you can, stand and move gently side to side to the big beat and then find the little beat by lightly tapping on the side of your legs. Here we go. Bum, 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 ba-dum. Bum, 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 ba-dum. So, did you feel the big beat divided into twos or threes? It was divided into twos, so we were in duple meter. Okay, let's echo some rhythm patterns now with our voice. I will first give you the pattern and then you'll echo it after me and then we'll play it on one key in the piano we'll use f sharp because it's the resting tone now this is not necessarily something i tell the student i just show them which key to play okay okay now let's play it on the key that rhythm of course i'm singing it but we would actually be playing it on the piano okay our next pattern Ba 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 ba, ba 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 ba, and play it on the piano. Ba 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 ba. Okay, our next pattern. Ba 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 ba, ba 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 ba. Let's play it on the key. Ba 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 ba. And our last pattern. Ba 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 ba. Ba, 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 ba. And play it on the piano. Ba, 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 ba. Did you notice something different about the last pattern? We have to take a breath before we do it. It's called an upbeat. Ba, 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 ba. So we have four different patterns. Ba, 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 ba. The second pattern. Ba, 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 ba. The third pattern. Ba, 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 ba. And the last one. Ba, 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 ba. The next musical element to walk through is finding the resting tone. Start singing the tune, but tell the student that when you stop, you want them to continue singing it in their mind. And then when they're ready to sing the note that feels like it's at rest or at home. Bum, 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 bum. Keep hearing it in your mind. Okay, so then the resting sound is bum, and we use do, so we would say do. Okay, then to reinforce the feeling of the resting tone, sing through the song and make random stops along the way and ask the student when you stop to sing the resting tone. So their job is just to sing do or bum. Okay. If they're having a hard time, it's okay to softly prompt them, but otherwise let them try to do it on their own.
bum bum bum. And then usually the student will sing at the end with you bum. Okay, so after identifying the resting tone, ask the student if the song is in major or minor. If your student is already familiar with both of these tonalities, major and minor, they will usually pretty quickly identify that the tune is in major. For those that use movable dough with law bass minor, we would just say that it's in major tonality because the resting sound is do. After establishing meter, resting tone, and tonality, the next musical element to address is starting pitch. Does a melody begin on the resting tone or something else? Okay. So echo, I would have the student like echo me first. I would say echo do mi so, bum bum bum, so do mi, bum bum bum, mi so do, bum bum bum. Okay, then I might have the student say now. Now think about the beginning of the song. Bum bum bum, bum bum bum. Does that feel like that note starts on the resting sound do or something different? And hopefully then they would maybe say something different. Okay, so does it start on do, mi, or so? And I always give this to them to kind of help them refresh what the sound of each pitch is. Do, mi, so, bum, bum, bum. Do, mi, so, bum, bum, bum. And hopefully then they would identify, oh, it's me. Okay, so now I'm going to sing through this song and I want you to raise your hand when you hear this pattern. Mi, so, do. Can you sing that? Mi, so, Okay. Hopefully they kind of noticed there that we heard me so do. Once again, there's the pattern me so do. Okay, great. So now we're going to start finding this at the piano. So let's do the first part of the song. I will go first and I'm going to play it and then you play after me. So we will start in the first pattern. Bum, 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 bum. Me playing it and then the student playing it. Okay, the next part. Bum, 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 bum. Okay, so the next part we repeat it and it kind of skips up. Bum, bum, and then it jumps down. Bum, bum, bum and talk about just noticing the direction that it's going and then how you return to the note that you started on and then put these two patterns together several times once they feel very confident with that then okay are you ready to go on to the next part and if they say yes then okay here's the next part what it looks like i want you to tell me what you notice about this pattern Ooh, okay, so this one starts on a white key. Now, does it start on the one that's on the left or on the right? What well, starts on the left, which is the note B. Okay, and then we go down to the black key. And sometimes in this case, it might even help to use the words, oh, what fun it is to write, and ask them, which word did we move down on to the black key? And you can emphasize, okay, we move on to ride at the very end. Those are kind of some of the like the rote teaching types of strategies that can help. Okay, so now let's put that together before we finish the song. So back to the first part. Now the next part. 
okay, well, if they feel confident with that, I say, are you ready for the next part? Okay, now this is the one that has the breath before it. Ba, 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 ba. And we only use these two keys, the middle of the black keys and the top of the black keys for most of it until the very end. And slow it down so they can watch you playing it. And this might take a few repetitions because you're repeating that those same notes. And then you have to go down and then back up and down and then and then the little jump. Okay, so once they're feeling pretty confident on that, then I would put the um, the previous pattern with it, starting on the, oh, what fun it is to ride, the one that starts on the white key. Bum, 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 And I find it usually helps to point to the key so you're keeping your hand like above their hand, but but towards the fallboard so you're out of their way to kind of help direct them. Um and then once you get that pattern together, then I would just go back to the beginning. Okay, let's put that all together. Now the white key. Okay, then I say, what happens in the song now? Does the song sound like it's done? No, it doesn't. So we do it all again, except it's going to be a little different at the end. This is still the same so far. Okay, now this is going to be maybe the hardest part of the song. And this is the end, and here's what it looks like. notice about that part that I just played? And maybe that they will notice that we don't play all the keys or we play all of them except for one. And I would say, well, which key did I not play? We actually played all of the keys, but as we descended, we skipped one. We skipped the top of the three black keys, but we play that one at the beginning of it. but we skip it when we come down the piano. And we play all of the notes, notice, we play them all one time, except for the little pickup, bum, 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 and then the top note, bum, 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 and then we walk down each note one time. Okay, and then you might even go back and compare. Okay, here's the end of the first phrase. You remember how we did that one? So we have bum, 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 part of the phrase and then compare it to the end and maybe go back and forth playing those two phrase endings so they can notice the difference of or it's the same that they start on the same pickup note and how that one feels like it needs to go somewhere. But the end of the song, we don't land at the top, we land at the bottom on the resting sound so that the song feels finished. 
Okay. So as far as what we do step-wise, I'm always asking the student what they feel comfortable with, if they feel ready for the next part. Um, so when it's time to, to add harmony, it's the same thing. Um, I ask them when they're ready to do harmony, and sometimes they might do it that week, and sometimes they might want a week at home just playing the melody until they're ready to um, add any left hand. So when it's time to add harmony, I tell them we are only using three notes in the left hand for the entire song, the, what's called the one, the four, and the five. Um, now, even if you don't haven't really talked about the theoretic aspect of this, it's okay to just, you could just say they're called the one, four, and the five. You can just assign it names. And you just say, if we're playing an F sharp, then we would be playing these notes, F sharp, B, and C sharp, or just show them the notes. So, so this note is going to be the one, this is the four, and this is the five. And even if students already know chords, I like to begin with just the chord roots to reinforce the sound of the harmonic movement. Now, while the harmony is mostly one, four, and five, in order to make the song really feel like the harmony is not watered down, there's actually a secondary dominant harmony at the end of the second phrase. That is, it would be a what's called a five of five or a major two. Now, how much verbiage you actually use with students just depends on the level of the student, but all they really need to know is which key to play. In this case, if we're playing in F sharp, we would be using a G sharp or the second note of the scale. I just tell them you're using the bottom of the three black keys for the one. And when we do the four, we're using the white key and the five is the bottom of the two black keys. And then the one time we play that two is the middle of the three black keys. Um, I would definitely always, again, point out what note they're not playing in their left hand. So not at any time will they ever play the top of the three black keys, which is the third note of the scale. Now, usually when it comes to adding harmony, it's nice to let students decide if they want to put their pinky on tonic and go up to the four and five, or if they want to put their thumb on tonic and go down to the four and five, like this. So it could be like one, four, five, or one, four, five. Okay. Now in this case, since we need to use the two, however, it works better for them to just put their pinky on the one harmony. Also make sure that when you tell them that when we sing the one, four, and five, now we're not talking about our finger numbers, but the notes. So this is the one, one, and then four, and then five. It goes up, right? We'll use different finger numbers for that. Okay, so the next part is to sing the harmony. So I like to, to literally have students sing the pattern that there is, starting with the one, one, four. You just say it two five so that's the first part okay so one again repeats and then four one and then at the ending five one okay then we would play that on the piano and again you know taking your hands and kind of pointing to help students notice the pattern and which keys that you're actually playing um, and actually playing that. Then once they're comfortable, I let a lot of times then like to just sing the melody while, while they play the harmony. Um, and then even play the melody while they play the harmony. And sometimes we even flip back and forth between those as well with them playing the melody, me playing harmony and so forth. So you can even talk about if it helps, you know, how the harmony changes on, um, different words. So like, okay, well notice that the harmony is 
jingle bells, jingle bells is on the one, jingle all the way. And then on the word O, we go to the four. Oh, what fun. And then back to the one on it is to ride. And then on the word one, it changes one horse open sleigh. Okay, so it's the pretty much the same on both phrases. We do the jingle bells and on the word oh, what fun it is to ride in a one horse open sleigh. Be sure and talk about also how the first half of the song ends with the the secondary dominant and it ends on the five at the end because it's not finished and it needs to keep going. And then the song ends on that cadential five to one to pull it to a close. Now, I hope after all of this, you feel that you can go to your studio and help your students play Jingle Bells and that they can go home and feel proud that they know this little seasonal tune. Now, parents may or may not thank us depending on how much they hear it. But yes, all in all, most parents are going to be tickled to death to hear their play, their kiddo play just even the chorus of this song. If all of this feels really new to you and you love it, but it still feels nice having something tangible in front of you when working with a student, I've got you covered. As a thanks for listening, I've made available a free download. It's an excerpt of the Jingle Bells portion from my resource, Christmas by Ear, Eight Tunes to Harmonize. The free download is a two-page spread and is something you can put in front of you in a lesson and walk through all these things together with the student. On the first page, the student circles things like what meter the piece is in, what the tonality is, and the starting pitch. You can choose the key together, and then they mark on a keyboard picture all the keys that they'll use to play the piece and the notes used to harmonize. It's right there for you, step by step. On the second page, you get a chord chart with the lyrics and harmonic changes showing functions only, like the one, the four, and the five, so you can then pencil in the chord names depending on what key you and the student choose to use. I love this so much because it's tangible and yet also flexible. At the bottom of the page is a checklist of a variety of ways your student can learn to play the piece, including singing the melody and playing harmony, playing the melody in the right hand and a variety of accompaniment patterns in the left hand, or getting really creative with it and doing things like changing the meter or the tonality. The link to download this free resource is available to you in the show notes. If you want more where that came from, visit the blog at pianopantry.com where you can find several resources on playing by ear, including Happy Birthday by Ear, Christmas by Ear, and 147 Tunes to Harmonize. If you're online, you can connect with me on Instagram at Amy Chaplin Piano or on Facebook at Piano Pantry. At the end of each episode, I've been sharing one silly little fun fact about me, your host. Today, I thought I would share that I love change. And this is something I know I've probably said here before, but specifically today, I'll point out that one way I like to change is with my hair. I remember when I was a kid noticing my mom changing her hair frequently and thought it was kind of funny, but I pretty quickly took on the same trait after high school. It's been the gamut from long and natural color, which is just brown, to short and spiky, to a curly bob, to short and solid red, or short with colors like green, red, purple, and blue along the front and my bangs. <laughs> my most recent trial is that I'm trying an undercut pixie. Okay, so 
This is, I guess, another one of those weeks, like episode number 44, when I told you that I could blow bubbles in my mouth, <laughs> that I'm going to have to get on social media and just show you. So with the holiday week, I'm not sure when that will happen, but before next week's episode, I promise you will all see those photos. <laughs> People that haven't listened in on this episode are going to be like, what in the world is going on? See you next week, guys. <laughs>